two racing dudes named Aaron and Jared Who had advice on racing and they wanted to share it Started a website where players go to see all their picks The goal was make the fans some money and to cut down the risk They put the plan into motion and at first it seemed silly Make a website where the expert picks are freer than Willie From a racetrack veteran to just a beginner There's one place that you want to go to find you a winner As a matter of fact, I want to hit the exacta There's only one site that you'll keep coming back to So next time that the horses all line up at the post Make sure you use the website that'll win you the most Whether Churchill, Oakland, Goldstream Parks, and Matoga And all tracks in between, there's only one site to go to When it comes to your racing needs and all of your bets Plus it's got a catchy name that no one ever forgets RacingDudes.com for all of your needs RacingDudes.com for all of your leads RacingDudes.com for all of your bets RacingDudes.com is good as it gets RacingDudes.com for all of your needs RacingDudes.com for all of your leads RacingDudes.com for all of your bets RacingDudes.com as good as it gets What's up? I'm Jerry Walkies. Aaron Halterman is Thursday, May 11th, and this Splinkers off. What's up, man? What's up, guys? What's up, everybody? Good to good to be back on another big Thursday. Not quite as big a Thursday this weekend as last, but uh, yeah, I'm excited to get on and uh, and kind of move on from it. We got a big card at Belmont coming up, and uh, Belmont's been good to us so far. So hopefully, we can keep that going. It never amazes me that every time it's like. <laughs> We're always late. What do you mean? Like, if you if you if you're here on time, you're you're early. That's the way I look at it. If you are if you're here on the start time, you're early. Um, yeah. So I was going through some of the. Uh, is a good time to obviously we'll talk about the derby. Um, you know that we have a whole segment of 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 derby related content to talk about. We kind of put a bow on that. Um, there's a couple videos out there from really from all of us. You know, kind of our perspectives. I think is interesting. You know, so much picking mage and kind of how he got to that horse me kind of going through the a few of the horses that i that i thought were impressive or um and then you kind of just digest the whole race as far as the trip notes goes um all those videos can be found right here on our youtube page so make sure you guys go check that out after blinkers off but yeah mage wins the kentucky derby tapatrice runs seventh um we'll get into it but uh like quick thoughts as you've kind of had a little time to go through this. Well, I mean, it's just uh, a horse uh, in maze. You did something you just don't see very often uh, to make a wide sustained move all the way through the turn there. And, and, and really at the beginning of the turn, all the way through the stretch and not flatten out. And Castellano made every right move to get him uh, where he needed to be. So uh, you have to give complete credit to him. I, I fell in love with Mays watching that over again because it was just like, man, he he ran huge. Uh, two fills as well. Really big race from the those two. And look, I mean, we'll get into it, but uh, just he, he Mays just was able to do it, man. He just ran the race of his life. I don't know if he can do it again or not. That'll be the debate coming up next week. Yeah, he. Um, the more you watch that replay, it's like you can you know, whatever, like get upset about it if you didn't have them or whatever, but you got to look at that in this bit, man, that was, and I said it on my video on, on my, um, kind of what we learned. Like I really wish Forte would have been in the race. Cause my original bet was a bunch of horses on top of Forte. And I think it would have hit. So I don't think Forte was beating them on, on Saturday. I, I think he would, you know, it Mage just ran. You don't see that ever. You don't see a horse. Like they may, break terrible and then they like weave around but just for a horse to kind of you know get stopped and they start with mage it was just like he broke bad 
He was in, you know, right there by Tabitha Trice in the back of the pack. And then he made this just one huge sustained run the whole way around. Yeah, it was crazy. I, I, I couldn't believe it uh, watching it back. And of course, you know, you're watching it live. You don't, you just don't see it. You don't really see what exactly happened you know, who did what or whatever. You just kind of look and it's like, okay, it's a big mess of horses and then a couple emerge. And But when you look at it back, it it's it was just like, I can't believe he was able to sustain it. And then two fills to catch him because two fills wasn't really slowing down much. That was something. And I, I'm with you. And I, I think, you know, a lot of people, uh, you know, thought Mage had a shot, thought he could get a trip, thought, you know, this, that, the other nothing really went right for him early in the race. Uh, he did find some, find some, you know, ground to kind of get in and he kind of beat some people or some people, some horses to the holes, but it wasn't the cleanest trip. He, he took a ton of dirt. He had to go wide. Like I assumed uh, when I was going to watch it back that he weaved in on traffic. No, he just hung wide and came on. I mean, it, it was really incredible. Nope. Think you're on mute there, Magic. <laughs> I'm on mute because my kid is just yelling. And he's <laughs> yeah. doing he's like talking about poop and doing things like that because he knows we're on air. Right. And so I have to keep muting it as, you know, uh I'm not I know that's a magic. Um take a shot. <laughs> um listen, we'll talk more about the derby here coming up. We'll do a replay. We'll we'll put it on the screen, we'll talk about it and kind of go through that. Um, by the way, speaking of derby winners, how about this one i saw eric reed out of the rich strike trainer i saw this earlier uh we were texting with john white and and uh about it and it's like you know i i, I can't help but laugh a little bit because you know everyone got i got so much shit for saying that okay you know this you know this was a terrible story like whatever in this rich strike situation not only is he not one he's awful now he's beyond awful he ran on the Derby car undercard. How did he ever win? I don't know. And now it's one thing after another. They're taking the court, trying to trying to win a race because of the uh, hot rod Charlie thing. And then now the, out, Eric Reed's out because apparently the owner gave him an ultimatum about they're making a movie or something about it. I, it's like, it's crazy, right? Like, it's just like all these stories it's it's uh, it's like uh, they sounded good at first and now it's just like it keeps getting worse and worse the whole that why did or how did rich strike win well unfortunately these stories in horse racing that that start like this they seem to end poorly you know it's just kind of it's just weird you look you look at mine that bird and what all happened with that after it was over and then california chrome and i know he wasn't a big long shot but it was a long shot as far as how the, you know, the horse being that good and all those people getting there. And then look what happened to that. And now you got rich strike. It's the, it's like, I've seen this movie over and over and over. And it's just like, they can't, I don't know, for one reason or another. And it's different things with, with each of these situations we're talking about. It's like, they can't handle the success once it comes to them, you know, it's all good and everybody's good and happy and excited. And it's a great story right up until after they win it. And then the months of months later, it just unravels every time. It's crazy. I, I don't know. It sounds like there's a big time dispute here. Yeah. So the basic story as reported from DRF from Nicole Russo was 
basically the heat rick dawson owner of rich strike gave him the ultimatum about a media deal um <clears throat> it was announced last week that that the omaha productions of nfl great peyton manning would be producing a documentary on Reed and Rich Strike, as well as a companion scripted film. The Sports Business Journal reported that Reed and Manning had been had met last fall for Manning to make his pitch on the project, which will be distributed by Prime Video and produced in partnership. Uh, blah, blah, blah. The Sports Business Journal wrote that the documentary is in development and then further along than a scripted movie, which is still searching for the writer and director. So there's going to be a documentary, supposedly, and the scripted film on this story. And apparently, there's unauthorized. Dawson posted on his Facebook page that there's a trademark in place to protect the unauthorized use of Rich Strike, his name, image, and likeness. So they obviously, you know, have have tried to you know trademark that. But I, I supposedly there's some. You know, my guess is greed, right? And I saw a post on you know greed is crazy. Like, you know, greed wanted something more out of the deal. Now the owner's saying, no, I want the deal because you know it's I'm the I own the horse. And they can't come to terms, and now he's out as trainer. So, what a joke! I mean, really, it's crazy. It's crazy. Like I said, it always ends like this. It's it's just wild, you know. You think about mind that bird and this this trainer. He's limping over there, and then by the end of the year, Dwayne Lucas is training the horse, and it's like, what happened? What now? What happened? You know? Yeah. And then, of course, the Chrome thing <laughs> that unraveled on national television live. So. <laughs> I don't have to explain that one that much, you know, <laughs> but that was wild. And then, and that's this. So I don't know. I, I, I hate to, I hate it, but again, I'm not, I'm not surprised. Brad Cox will get this horse to the classic. Don't worry about it. So <laughs> I don't know. Where is he going? I haven't, I, has I, there been a story on I haven't that seen one? anything. I don't know. Um, see if DRF's got anything. On who, would, who would want him after the way he's been running lately? Jeez. Yeah. I mean, he clearly has got issues because he's not even. I mean, I like at least afterwards, he, uh, you know, that uh, after, you know, the races he ran last year, like while he wasn't winning, like he made, you know, he made it, he didn't embarrass himself in the races. And you're like, well, you know, pace collapse and the perfect timing, the perfect storm, blah, blah, blah. You could at least sort of live with it. But the way he's just progressively gotten worse, it's just like, how did that happen? Yeah. How did this horse? Everyone's like, he's back to Churchill last week. He's got to run well. You could have beat him last week. So, yep. Yep. This, that's, I, I don't know. I, I don't know where he's at right now. He certainly didn't look anything like, like you said, even the, not the Derby winning version, but the other version. He, he just, he looked disinterested. So, I, I don't know what's going on. Maybe that's part of it, but we'll see. I don't know. This, this saga. It usually doesn't have a good ending, right? Well, that's what's, what's going to be funny about it is you watch the movie and whenever, ever, you know, the documentary slash movie when it comes out and you're just, you know, the n- normal public's like, oh, what a great story. And in reality, you're like, well, here's what happened. Actually. Yeah, here's <laughs> the truth. They hate each other. They all hate each other. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if it, now, if, there, if the documentary does air with them getting, you know, firing Reed, that's something I'll watch for because that would be uh, – yeah. yeah, that's a good that's a good uh segue into that. Why I, Trish, I have no idea. Trish asked, why are we just finding out about Forte drug test? In September, last September, the hopeful after the hopeful, he's reportedly tested positive for a drug infraction in, in after he won the hopeful. And we literally just found out about it when Joe Dre kind of put out the hit piece of 
of uh, everything that's kind of been going on at Churchill. And of course with Forte being scratched, which that's the other part. I mean, now he's on the vet list. Can't, you know, can't get off of it for 14 days until, so he essentially is eliminated from even contention of the Preakness. But then with the drug situation, it makes you wonder how healthy is the horse? How healthy was he ever? It's crazy. I have no idea why we're just finding out about this, but that is horse racing. Uh, well, you just said it. I don't need to say anything, right? That that yeah. is horse racing. I, I just can't. I don't know. It doesn't I, like, I even surprises me anymore, though, with this stuff. It's like you read this stuff and you're just like, yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, I remember... I remember when we would get on podcasts when we were a little bit younger into the game and just, just, oh, the outrage. We were just so mad at this stuff that was happening. And now it's just commonplace and it almost beats you down into a way and be like, well, well, sure. We didn't hear about a, a positive drug test in September until uh, May of the next year. Yeah, that makes sense. Right. I mean, that's where yeah. I'm at. It's just like, oh, well, of course he failed a test and nobody knew about it. I don't know. I don't have the well, answer. I, I don't. I don't know why why this happens, but uh, that's that's racing right now. Well, I'm, I'm, at, I'm at the point, and I was kind of telling you this the other day, I was like, I'm at the point now where it's like, if we're not going to police this, like we, we clearly we're not, yeah. and we're going to give some guys, you know, well, I, I, like, I'll just put it in a general sense. We're going to give some guys infinite bands. We're going to give some guys three-year bans from the Derby and Churchill. We're going to give some guys nothing. We won't even find out about it. Or we don't find out about a grade one, two-year-old champion, Derby favorite, testing positive for, you know, something eight months ago. Then what, then why are we banning? Why are we even, there, there should, they should let them run. Just, or just let them do whatever they want. Let them drug the horses. Let them, <clears throat> and I, I realize how stupid that sounds, but how can, not just for the general, but for us in the betting public and us, it's like, you can't ever know, like, if you okay, get this guy, it's like, and you know how it is. You're like, well, this, this, this guy, I know these guys are cheating, but I just can't, they're, they're still running. Yeah. I mean, pretty much. And what, what, what you kind of laid out there is actually exactly what's happening in the sport. Only every once in a while we find out about it somehow doing something and then they got to make an example out of that person, but they pretty much aren't, aren't really policing it anyway. Uh, any anybody can know look and look at and go oh yeah there's this guy this guy this guy and this guy well we better use him because if we don't we're going to get beat by this horse that he just claimed you know and so that goes on every track every day and i don't do anything to those people and honestly i i would love to know how many times things like this happen and we just never hear about it you know it's like yeah he popped it positive but they decided it's not a big deal <laughs> you yeah. know I I'd, I'd say that happens a lot. Yeah, you got have to as a as a better you got to figure out. Okay, well, this guy tested positive. Or I I heard this guy, or you know, from us, they, like we have to dig around from our sources. Like, oh, this guy did this, and but I'm gonna bet him because I know you know what I mean. And it's just like there's no regulation, there's no consistency. Yeah. How I don't even care if it was basic. Like there should the, the moment that happened, we should have found out about it. Mm-hmm. And, and it's just it's crazy that it it. It just never. It, I don't know. I don't know why I'm surprised. I, I shouldn't be at this point. Uh, by the way, yes, Magic did break the website. So um, <laughs> no, the website is. I don't know if it's still down, but um, <clears throat> so bear bear with us. We've got a uh, we did an update on the site. Got a big product coming. New pro like 
whole thing coming out here coming out uh in the next couple days and um we think that might have something to do with the uh the site so bear with us it'll be bad at least it didn't happen a week ago <laughs> yeah i'm 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 uh starting to get a little concerned it's usually not down this long so i don't know what's going on that or you know drf is attacking us on the yeah. you know we have a cyber warfare going on in the site right now i don't know if something's happening yeah new stuff big time big time update coming to the site shoddy get ready it's gonna be it's gonna be really cool um i think everyone's gonna really like it all right guys let's get to it let's talk about the kentucky derby today's show we're gonna recap mage winning the 149th running of the three million dollar kentucky derby and what we learned moving forward then we're gonna get some rapid selections for the three stakes races this weekend at belmont park including the six hundred thousand dollar man of war stakes let's go Kentucky Derby 149 is in the books. And he, talking about history books, Halterman, we have a new uh, kind of, a, I guess, a new trend. Maybe we need to start you know, forgetting at this point. Mage wins the Kentucky Derby, only making his fourth career start. He has not won, had not won a stakes race prior to coming into this race. How insane is that? Has not won a stakes coming into this race. Had not... Uh, had not ran a race and not won a race. I'm sorry. Since that maiden special weight on the Pegasus. Yeah. This Pegasus undercard and he wins the Kentucky Derby joining a very short list with Apollo and justify as being horses that did not run at the age of two and winning the Kentucky Derby. So at this point, and you know, you, and that to me, a big reason why I didn't, I couldn't, I, I liked Mage, but I couldn't pull the trigger with Mage was, well, there's a couple, but one, the fact that he hadn't won a race, you know, at this level or, you know, or two turns or any of it. And also the, the curse of Apollo thing. Like I, I still was a big believer in that, but I feel like I'm starting to kind of forget that a little bit. Don't you think? Yeah. Times are changing and, you know, racing experience and you know, that kind of thing. It's just, it's not really a thing anymore. As far as uh, these races go this early, it, it just doesn't really matter because everybody's kind of doing the whole race three, four, five times and then take them to the Derby type thing now. So I, I don't think the curse of Apollo is really a thing that, that really wasn't one of my worries coming into this. My worry for him was exactly what he did. I had no confidence whatsoever that he would get the trip that I thought he needed to win. And that's why I didn't pick him to win the race, but put him underneath because I thought, well, he'll, he'll break poorly. There's no evidence to say he's going to break well in this one. He didn't, he didn't break well at all. And I thought he'll get way behind. He'll come and make a big move, but it won't be enough. Well, I was all right, except for that last part because it was enough he was able to to win despite a uh a, a as you're going to see on the screen a just a horrific not horrific but not ideal it was not a good trip whatsoever yeah it was you know and i that was the thing like i i, I when you look back i don't think that there's a nice ad um when you look back you're like well the, the picking that horse is not a terrible decision because like you said like even if he doesn't break he's probably going to give you a run and not going to be a total embarrassing pick, you know, like he's going to make an effort. He's one of those horses that his misses break less too, and show that he can make a run off the pace for him to just to do it the way he did it is what was just baffling. Um, all right. So they, you can see here, they're about to load here. What was crazy about this is, is as a as tap at trice believers and, and pick the horse, he, the moment he breaks, you think you're perfect. 
great. He yeah. broke. Look at that. He broke perfect. Mage doesn't. Mage is right. Mage is behind him right now. Yep. And he just slowly fades back. He kind of doesn't really push him, and the mage cuts him off right here. Boom, got that position, and that was a huge critical part of the uh, that first, at least that first stretch run, and why he was in a good position, all things considered. And Tapatrice was not. Yep. No, absolutely. And that's that's the first thing that happened of the first like three or four times where Mage beat Tapatrice to the to the jump, right? And that was number one. And then he does it again. And then he does it again up the back straight up the back stretch. So Castellano made all the right moves uh, as it turned out. Now you obviously have to have the right horse as well. And then the other big thing was uh, Angel of Empire saving ground on the rail. Uh, you won't see it here, but you'll see it here soon. And Mage just zooms right by him. And you could tell Angel of Empire and Flavian Pratt looks over like, uh-oh, he's moving. And he moved and he just follows him whole rest of the way around the track uh, to get third. But, you know, he was able to get the jump on a horse like Angel of Empire, who Pratt was probably thinking, I'm in a perfect spot. I'm just going to wait, wait, and tip out. And then Mage went right by him. And he's like, oh, no, <laughs> I didn't tip out quick enough. So it, it was just a, a, a brilliant effort by Mage. I would argue that even though I, I'm not going to really criticize the ride, I do think Loveberry went maybe a tad early on him on two fields. I don't blame him that he did. He kind of saw the opening, had to go and went. But maybe there would have been a little bit of something left here late in the race if he would have held off a little bit longer. Um, but, you know, I don't want to be too critical. I mean, that's a tough, tough decision to make in that moment. But, um, I mean, he ran two fields, ran massive all things considered. And like, I mean, Mage was hit once maybe, yeah. uh, you know, the, the whole stretch, this is a horse that listen, if he can run like that and I, and you and I, I know both. I mean, I love me some first mission, but yeah. he's in trouble. If his horse brings this race, um, cause the bottom line is like a horse to run that good. It's his fourth career start. Like, this is an extremely talented horse. Clearly you have to be to run, run a race like this. Now, can he do it again? That's the question. Yeah. That's going to be the big question because this was a better race than anything we've seen from him. And that's not a knock on him because he'd been running well, but this was at another level for sure. You kind of saw it in the Florida Derby. It seems like he made a similar move within that last 16th. I'm not going to say he flattened out, but he just didn't have quite that, that, that burst, you know, uh, to keep it going and to get by a horse, like say a two fills. So it was incredible. It was just a really great effort from him. And look, two fills. Um, I think Loveberry kind of just rounded the corner and said, let's go. Let's, let's try to get up there. Let's try to take the lead. And I don't think anybody will get us. And, you know, I, I, he really probably shouldn't have gotten past. He got passed by a horse that just ran, an incredible race, but you got to give him credit and you got to give two fills credit. He was right up there on that pace. He kind of got him to relax a little bit up the backside, but I think he was just up there a little too close, a little too, too long. And in the end of the day, he just didn't quite have enough left, but still, I bet if you would have told him, Hey, you're going to run a triple digit buyer here. The best, best one you've run, you know, your whole life. They probably would have said, cool, we'll take it. And they probably would have thought, they were going to wear the roses and it just didn't work out for them. So uh, the, the top three really were, were excellent in this race. Yeah. Not only that, if you, but if you would have said, Hey, you're going to run a triple digit buyer in the race and you're going to be a, the leader at the top of the stretch of the Kentucky Derby based off everything and the speed that we kind of thought that 
you didn't think it'd be as fast as it was, you would have said, wow, triple digit buyer, leader at the top of the turn, he's probably going to win, right? You know, and certainly you're not going to say, well, if the horse is coming from 16th place um, to get the job done. I wanted to, I paused it here with basically when they very first have started, you know, uh, kind of the start of the top of the stretch after breaking. If you could pause it here and, and you're, if you want to look at it two different ways, if you're a backer of tap at trice, like we were, I feel, I don't think how, I don't see how it's even remotely possible at this juncture that he's going to be in last place when they hit the wire. I mean, he's in a perfect position. Just, you would think get up on the rail and be in like 10th, 11th place on the flip side. If you would have paused it for the mage backers, you said, Hey, you want your money? You know, you sure you want to make this bet? Most people would say, no, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. Because the whole reason you liked him, he's not where you think he's going to be. And in fact, it gets worse from here. Um, and it's just like, I do think that Saez could have been more. I mean, he was aggressive out of the gate on tap at Trice, but he, he could have been more aggressive the whole stretch to get him in a better position. Kind of felt like once he got cut off, it was just kind of like, well, that's it. I'm I just going to take him back. Mage, Tapatrice. I mean, they're yeah. right there, right? You know, like that's the thing. Like you can you can criticize you know the ride and and say, well, Tapatrice was not you know it's not as far back, but hey, so was Mage. You know, he was right there. In fact, so was uh, I believe one of those is Sun Thunder, and the other one might be uh, Angel of Empire. So I mean, mm-hmm. an Angel of Empire ran. You know, so it's like the bottom line is I get it. But Tapatrice just, he could have ran better than he did. Yep. Yeah, he could have for sure. And like I said, when you see the opening two fractions, you're like, well, if you bet Mage, Angel of Empire, even Tapatrice, it's like, well, I mean, it is setting up now whether they're going to be able to get there. What what kind of trip are they going to get? How wide are they going to have to go? Blah, 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 blah. You're like, I, I don't know, but it is setting it up for a closer. And again, I... I'll say it again. When I watched this race back the, for the next time to actually watch what happened, I looked at it and I said, there's no way that Mage could have been wide this whole time. He had to, you know, got the best trip, weave in and out of traffic. No, he just got him out to the outside and he just took off. So again, you just have to tip your hat to him. I mean, to make a long sustained move while racing wide on that final turn Listen, he he ran extremely, extremely well. And you're right. If if he runs that race back, there there's nobody going to beat him in the Preakness. Forget about it. But will he be able to do that again is a whole nother debate. Go. Got to go poop. That's, that's <laughs> far for the course. Um, I, you know, watching this back, um, by the way, I just seen some of these comments like, no, Forte will not, he can't run in the Preakness at this point, and they're not going to run him in the Belmont, they've said. If they can't run the Preakness, they're going to aim for the Travers, so you won't see Forte at all in the Triple Crown, which is shocking a little bit, if you would have thought of this, you know, a couple weeks ago. Um, I'd say, you, I know you're going to see Tapa Trice in the Belmont, so it's possible you could get a rematch in that sense, but not with, uh, not, you know, you're not going to have that. You know, the Forte Mage thing, you know, I think that's a lot of people want to say, and I know it's a bummer, you know, if you're the owner, or the, you know, or, you know, Ripoli or, or Pletcher, because you're like, we beat this horse twice and, and we didn't, couldn't run in the race. And it's like, even though I don't believe you would have won, that still stings, right? 
I mean, you beat this horse twice. And by all accounts, you were beat the last race and you came back and beat this horse. So that is, you're always going to be in the back of your mind, in the back of everybody's mind of what could have been had he ran um, in the race. Do you Mm -hmm. really want to have a race? You probably will be all out. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely agree that, boy, it would have been, would have been tough to beat him in that spot. But if you're an owner of, of Forte, you certainly think you would have beat him because you beat him before. And so that's got to be disgusting to sit there and think about that, you know. But look, maybe maybe Forte beating him in the Florida Derby just took it out of him, too. You know, and maybe maybe that was kind of the start of some of his problems. I don't know. I don't I don't have the answers. And there's no transparency. We'll never really know what exactly is going on with Forte and, and why all this happened like it happened. Um, I, I don't know, Dennis, I think you might be a tad bit of a hater still with the tap of trice train. I, I don't, I didn't see anything out of the race that would not want me to bet him back in the Belmont. Um, go, I would ask you to go watch Modonigal last year in the Derby. And what did you like about that? It's a, a very similar trip, very similar ride, very similar, last you know eighth of a mile at the end of the race like didn't seem very impressive at all in the kentucky derby but belmont he was like i just the the belmont itself between the traffic and the field it's just it wasn't his kind of race and listen i was wrong like i thought he'd be i thought he'd be able to get in a better position in the race he couldn't he didn't he was too slow out of the gate and that and ultimately in the kentucky derby is so detrimental and he's the kind of horse that he just he does he needs he needs everyone out of his way he just needs to kind of keep going. He's like the the faster, the longer the race goes, the more he speeds up. But it takes him the whole race, right? And if he gets stopped once or twice, which he did on the backside, that's enough. And I'm not saying he would have won the race because I don't think he would have. But you know, with the, he he just needs too much things to go right. He's still, and I, and I think the Belmont is that kind of race for him where he's not going to be. You know, the the Belmont is what it is. It's bred for you know. It, you don't have a lot of excuses in that race other than can you get the distance? And I think you can. Well, I mean, it's, it's also four or five weeks away, right? You don't, you don't know who's going to be in the race. You don't know what they're going to be up against. You don't know what's going to happen. The Preakness, you don't know anything. So it's not, I don't even know why we're talking about it. It's when he gets there, we'll see. Like I, at this point, uh, uh, last year, Mo Donegal was not a horse I had circled to win the Belmont, but and then when they came up, we were like, we love Mo Donegal. Exactly. So, if stop, just stop doing that kind of stuff. There's so much to, to, to go now, if it was even uh, like the Preakness, let's say, and it was next week, then maybe because you kind of have an idea of who's going to run, but so many different things can happen before the Belmont gets there. And, and so we'll just have to see what happens, but I'm not sitting here saying I want no, no part of tap trice. I'm not sitting here saying I'm going to bet tap trice. We'll just see when it comes up. I, he ran a, he ran the worst nightmare race for anybody who was backing him. Period. He everything that your nightmare situation he did every box that he checked to be well. This is a nightmare. He did every one of them. So when that happens, you just shake your head and, and go on. But again, another thing to think about with the Derby guys is this is this is a race where the data points are weird. You know, they're not quite as strong as your regular you know regular race data points it's an it's a you know this year it was 18 horses but usually it's a 20 horse field 
There's weird trips. The dynamics of the race are very different. Um, you know, all kinds of things. So you go, you go back and you look at the Belmont or you look towards the Belmont, let's say, and you look at a race like the bluegrass that if he could sit that kind of trip, yeah, he'd probably be tough. And I thought he could sit that kind of trip with a Derby and he couldn't. So is what it is. It was a bad call to think that he could, and uh, he didn't. He didn't do anything about any anything anything right, really, uh, when it comes down to it. And like I said, then Javier Castellano did everything right on Mage. He he when he when he needed to find space, he found it. When he needed to out jump another horse, he found he was able to do it. When uh, you know all, all all that kind of stuff, he was able to do it, including the last key was to get the jump on Angel of Empire, who was closing just as fast as Mage, but he started two links after Mage passed him. So that's just another another thing. He beat him to the punch as well. Let's talk a little bit about the, I know the big, a big horse obviously going into the race was Derma Sotagaki and, you know, the uh, Japanese slash UAE Derby experience is still one of those things that's going to, I mean, it just continues to be a thing and uh it's maybe one of the only kind of trends at this point you can really count on um listen i thought he ran incredible i i thought he ran great all things considered completely missed the break they connection has said connections had said they wanted him to be the plan was to be forwardly placed in the race he clearly was not and honestly when they turned for home he looked like he might be a winner okay he's drawn from the 17 spot there um and you watch i mean when they, the gates open his head sideways and he just completely um misses the break let's see if they yeah there you go i mean just a, i mean he's out of it from the get-go uh <clears throat> you know the when i watched this back two horses that i thought were the most impressive other than like you know those top finishers was Derma and Disarm. Um, you know, because if you watch this race, and Disarm is a real shocker for me, if you watch the race, Derma Sotagaki and, and and Disarm are kind of close to each other most of the race. They're kind of side by side for a lot of the race. Now, Disarm got a little bit better trip, um, kind of got the inside, you know, you know, cut some corners a little bit versus Derma. But I thought both of them ran extremely well, um, especially Derma considering the break. Yep, I agree. I thought I thought Derma was was good. I know right after I was like, wow, he he sucked. You know, another UA Derby winner that sucked. And I don't. I think it's way too strong to say he sucked. He was decent. He he ran decent race. It, it wasn't great. It wasn't terrible. He ran decent and with a better trip. Who knows? You know. But um, he he was good. Disarm. I think it was just um, a lot of pace, a lot of horses came back and disarm does come with that run every time. It's just, sometimes it's impressive and sometimes it's not. So I think he passed a lot of tired ones. I, he's going to have to prove it to me again before I think, Oh, he's like some kind of monster, you know? Yeah. I, I definitely think the pace benefited disarm the most out of yeah. these horses, as far as like what that result really meant. But I was a little, I was impressed with, the kind of he's the kind of horse to me that when he has the right pace set up, when he has the right distance, all those things, like he's a horse that could, you know, hit the board. He's a true horse, like in that sense. Um, another one that really I want to rewind it a little bit that I thought can all things considered is uh, was Hit Show 
the one. I, that's just a horse. This is a horse I think is going to win a, a race eventually, a big one this summer maybe. Drawing the one spot, you know, the dreaded one spot. Dude, you can't you can't really ask for a better trip when you from drawing the one spot. I mean, this is like it was one of those things that maybe preferably aren't inside of all these horses and you know have but he never really had a lot of traffic issues. And you see him there, he broke well, he got in a position there, and he's in the kind of mid-pack. Never really a lot of horses around when they turn uh, on the backside, he's in a nice spot. They turn for home. I mean, dude, if it's a mile and eighth race, he, he could have won the thing, you know. Like he's he's a true horse. He's been a tough horse for a couple races here with tough, you know, trips and you know bad post positions. But to me, he's a horse that I think is going to win one of these races eventually. I think he's if he was good enough, he would have won this one. I mean, he got like I said, he got a great trip and. I, and I, I don't want that to be a knock on him because he he did as well as he could. I just don't think he's this type, right? Yeah, I, mean, I should I should rephrase that. I don't mean like he's going to win the Travers or something. I just mean like he's going to win like a stakes race, I believe, at, at some point because he is good enough to win. He may have to catch the right field. Maybe yeah. it's a grade two or grade three, but he is a quality horse. To me, he's like Indiana Derby, Iowa Derby, West Virginia Derby, and if he would – run like we think he would in that then you'd yeah. try him again you i mean know, look right? at him right here he's fourth yeah. place he's worked a trip out he's on the outside of horses after drawing the one he's in third place now turning for home he's in second place in just a second um i mean he's gaining on these horses and obviously mage comes by and is like <laughs> zips right by him well but if you were paying attention, you see the big difference. He's working his ass off to make that move, and Mage is not. And that's why Mage is able to go on and hit show is done. Because you saw him, they're whipping him, they're riding him as hard as they can, and then Mage just boom, flies by in. This horse, is, they're really not doing much with Mage. He hit him once or twice. That's about it. So it's crazy. All right. Um I guess we can just we can kind of pivot just real quickly before we put a wrap on this thing. What are your thoughts on uh, Mage going into the Preakness at this point? Because you know, I know going into the Derby, at least I thought I was like, unless it's like a huge performance, like I don't know how anybody's going to beat First Mission in, in the Preakness. And now I go into this thinking, I think First Mission is going to win, but if Mage runs like that again. I don't think he can. So I, where are you at? Like, how are you going to kind of have to digest that thing? Just going to have to make a gut decision. Was it a one-off or will he do it again in two weeks? That's all there is to it. If you, if you are looking at this and you say to yourself, I think Mage will be able to run the same race he did in the Derby. You have to pick him because there's just not anybody else in that field. That's had anything that's very close to that. And if you think, I think he's going to maybe regress a little bit, then that's when the other horses come into play. That's going to be, uh, that's going to be targeting that race. But I think that's, you're going to have to make a decision. You just, and you're going to have to go from there. Cause if the maze that showed up the Kentucky Derby shows up at the Preakness, I don't think they'll beat him. So that's the decision you got to make that, that, that all pivots around that. I do think that he, you know, he's a like Mage has got a really good chance to go to the Belmont for the Triple Crown on the line. Um, he's got that kind of talent. Now, I don't know if he can do it. That'd be an interesting, you know, but I'd love to see a Triple Crown on the line. I think 
you know, dude, if you, you know, because if you'd go into it and like before the Derby, you'd say, what, what race fits Mage the best? Preakness. You'd probably say the Preakness. Yep. And so, I mean, he's got a great chance. And, you know, and if you like first mission, it gives you, gives you even better odds, you know, because you're not all of a sudden, he probably very easily could have been the favorite of the race. Um, and now you're going to get, uh, you know, maybe three to one on them or something. So, I mean, I think that's, that's an opportunity there. If you do like first mission still. I tend to lean towards silver charm. He says that uh, mage wins wins by open links. I had first mission. He means in the last race, not on the same level. He's not on the same level as the mage in the Kentucky Derby. So I agree with silver charm. However, if the mage from the Florida Derby or the mage from the fountain of youth shows up first mission is on that level. That's the problem. You're going to have to make the decision. Am I going to bet Mage off that race in the Derby or the other, some of the other races where then the door comes, comes open and, and you've got not only first mission, but a couple of others that could say, yeah, you know, they could, they could rise up and beat him if he comes back to him a little bit. So that's, that's a big question, Mark. Listen, I, I kind of think that we don't quite, it's, and it's crazy to say this cause he won. But I don't know what we we I don't know that we know what Mage is yet. You know, like I, he's missed three straight breaks. Two of the last the two of last two have been really bad. Um, he kind of for what people thought he you know because that's the thing if you pick like like Samich picked Mage to win which is a fantastic pick but he he's he very clearly said you know one thought the horse would break and be in a better position and that's kind of why you like that horse because the horse would be you know, at the time, like a pace that's not super hot would be close to it, would be kind of get first run. You think he can break? Well, he didn't. And it's still, he still won. So like, we don't even know what this horse really is. Can he break? If he does break, is he a different horse altogether? Um, you know, he's only ran four times. It's like, it's crazy to think, but he's a little justify ish, you know, in terms of that untested, we don't know what he is, but he, he's just, it's like it, he is and he isn't, you know, justify obviously never lost. This horse hadn't, you know, I couldn't win. Um, but as far as like the raw talent there, there is some resemblance of that. Yeah. I mean, there is, I, at the end of the day, I, I don't, I don't think this is a triple crown winner. I, 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 I don't know that I'll even play him in the Preakness because it just kind of feels like, well, he was 17 to one and he ran huge. Now he's going to be eight to five. I don't know. I'm going to try to take a shot against him. I, I'm not sold on him being that kind of level, but I think he ran that kind of level race once. And so can he do it two more times? I would lean towards no, but that's also not a disrespect on him. It's more of a, that kind of came out of like with justify. It was a buildup, right? And, and other horses, not just him. It kind of, it had they'd shown it in the past. This horse kind of came out of nowhere to do this this time. I mean, yeah, I'm not sitting here going, boy, his Florida Derby sucked. No, it was a really good race, but nobody watched that Florida Derby and said to him, themselves, I think he's going to improve 12 buyer points. I think <laughs> distance is going to be better for him. I think he can definitely win the Kentucky Derby from 16th. Nobody said any of that stuff. He no. defied the logic of why someone would pick him, you know, and, and that's, 
again, sometimes you're right on the sport in the sport and you get lucky. And that's kind of what the mage support was because most people, like I said, it was, I think he has a, the ability to get such a better trip. If he'll just break because he does have that natural speed, none of it happened, you know, but he still was able to win. And so, I lean more more towards he's a really nice horse, but that could have been a freakishly like big performance from a horse that normally we're going to see more of that Florida Derby type. That's where I'm leaning right now. But you know what? I've got time next week is when you have to narrow that down. Well, you know, it, it, it's one of those. Imagine the story, and it's happened multiple times since. But it's a it's uh, it's probably the funnier ones. It's like there was that horse that back when we were just into the game snow something i always bet remember that horse snow something i always you always gave me shit because i always bet the horse and and the horse i, I remember there's a day we were at the otb and i told i was like this horse like it is the pace is going to be too hot and like this horse is going to be coming up from out of it i love this horse and i bet the horse the horse breaks goes straight to the lead wins gate to wire i won i cashed my bet but the whole reason i picked the horse was because i thought the pace would be too fast and it's just kind of one of those things where sometimes we can be right and wrong at the exact same time, like you said. Um, and that's unfortunately, or fortunately, if you had them, um, or unfortunately, if you picked against, sometimes you can be so frustrating. You're like, I knew that horse wouldn't break. And he still won. So it's just one of those things, right? Yep. Yep. I know. And that, that horse. Again, that's just, I, I think we've, Everybody saw the talent on the horse coming into this. Everybody saw, yeah, he's he's good. He's got a lot of potential. But, you know, to put it together in that race at that moment with that trip was really something special. I mean, he, he deserves a ton of credit because what he did was that is not easy. You do not see that very often. Usually, like I said, you'll see it in the race before they make a big jump and then the Derby, they'll make a little bit of a jump ahead. And it's like, Oh man, they're really coming on. He jumped up huge in the toughest spot. So that was just a man, just a fantastic effort. All right. Well, there you go. There's a, uh, mage wins Kentucky Derby 149. Will he win the Preakness and head towards the Belmont for the triple crown? Stick around and find out next week. We'll have more coverage as we get closer to the Preakness stakes. <laughs> For that year i like i couldn't we were doing a live show and i literally i my brain stopped knowing how to pronounce preakness yes i do remember that that it was, was wild it was a crazy it was like i had a stroke <laughs> it wouldn't we, we, we were, i couldn't we, say it yeah we were recording during that time um we weren't live we didn't there was no youtube or anything um and uh we literally we couldn't hardly get through it <laughs> yeah. Pre, I was like, it was like a Preetniks or something. I kept wanting to say Preetniks state right. or something. Yes. I was like, what is wrong with my, <laughs> uh, geez, you know, the good old days. All right, let's do three rapid fires here and we'll get out of here. Um, we're going to, you know, not a lot of action this weekend, but you do have the three of the man of war. You've got the Peter Pan and the run happy. The Peter Pan, obviously it's not official, you know, prep, but it is a sort of a, prep sometimes for the Belmont stakes, which of course is also ran in Belmont. And so it is a nice little uh, preview for some of these horses that may or may not appear, um, you know, you know, in the uh, next, next month in the Belmont stakes, but in the man of war, you've got decent race and you got, you know, Appleby bringing a horse over, by the mm -hmm. way, have you noticed like 
Equibase did like a very subtle update to their site. Yes. The, it's like not a ton, but it, I think it works better now. It looks a little cleaner. The, the colors are like slightly different, um, but I did notice that. I haven't had any issues with Equibase since the since they changed. So I think I think it's a good thing. <laughs> it's better than it was, and I don't know if that means anything, but yeah. And you know, I, I it's a site that I'm trying to say, trying to think about how to put this. It's a site that's had problems in the past. All right. Time for Rapid Fire presented by OG Handicapper. What's up, guys? JerryWaltzRacingDudes.com. Have you ever cashed a huge bet and thought, man, I wish I had a T-shirt to commemorate this victory? Now you do. That's right. Maybe you cashed in on a mutter. His father was a mutter. His father was a mutter. His mother was a mutter. His mother was a mutter. What did I just say? Look at that. A mutter. You got that. This is the apparel you've been waiting for. It's finally here, OG Handicappers. That's OGHandicappers.com. This is the face of horse racing apparel. It's not only horse racing. They've got golf. They've got lifestyle, casinos, cigars, betting. You name it. It features all your favorite. Look at that. So you cashed it on the front runner. Of course, it went gate to wire. You know what? I need a t-shirt for this. Boom. You've got it, OG Handicappers. OG Handicappers has a vibe for everyone, and they even now have ladies' apparel. I'm thinking about getting some ladies' apparel for the, you know, for the Tinder girls. Let's bring them over. Here's a shirt for you. All right, OGHandicappers.com. Look at this. Get the uh, exact. Maybe yeah, cash in on huge exacta. You know what? I need one. Or maybe you're the best, the favorite of the family. Grade one bread. That's it. That's what you need. Follow them on IG, Facebook, and Twitter. Go to their store at OGHandicappers.com. Get yours today. Use promo code DUDES, D-U-D-E-S, at checkout for a 10% discount. That's OGHandicappers.com. Go get it. There you go. All right, guys, let's do. Uh, let's go to Belmont Park on Saturday for Race 5, the Man of War Stakes, Grade 1. Uh, it's weird that the Man of War and the Peter Pan ended up on the front half of this card. Um, race five, Man of War, grade one, five or 600K for four-year-olds and up, going one and three eight miles on the turf. Field of eight shows up here, led by what I would perceive to be your morning line favorite, number two, Warren Point for Appleby and DeTory to ride. Haltzman, I mean, obviously, anytime Appleby brings a horse over, um, you got to take even if you don't know the horse, you got to take strong consideration. Looked good in the last couple starts. And the other aspect of this is there's not a lot in here otherwise. So thoughts on Warren Point? Easy winner for me. This will be the single for me in the early pick five, not the late pick five, because they did put it in race number five. So uh, single for me. Listen, uh, Appleby brought a horse over last week at Belmont. Romped, looked great. Was a single for us that day. By the way, we were having a great Saturday over at Belmont that nobody was watching because everybody was watching Churchill. But uh, anyway, we're really, really good effort there. Warren Point, listen, eight starts, hit the board all eight of them. Five of them are winners. I really like Warren Point a lot. So give me the two Warren Point, probably going to be a single for me. Yeah, that's, I'm kind of with you here. I, the more I looked at this race, I I mean, to me, it's like I, it's either Red Knight or and Red Knight's going to be way too low of odds for me to want to bet. So yeah, Warren Point, you know, bringing it. I thought that race, you go back and watch that race um, last out, was a nice race, got beat um, 
by a pretty good performance, but this horse came from out of it. This is a horse that had rattled off a couple wins in a row going into that. And, you know, it's like past that, though, it's like when Appleby brings a horse over and Tori is getting them out. I don't I mean, there's not a lot to, you know, to question. Don't he's quite why question Appleby. Godolphin, Appleby, DeTore, I think one point is, I'm with you here, is a very clear um, single if you need to go that route and a clear winner here. So uh, give me one point, the two horse to win as well. All right, know the next up, race six, Peter Pan stakes, grade three, 200K for three-year-olds going mile and eight. Big field here, well, fairly big field of nine. And listen, it, to me, I looked at this one and thought, if Bishop's Bay can get this distance i don't know how they catch him bishops bay and slip mahoney the brad cox team coming in here you also have a couple of todd fletchers you got classic catch gold soldier go first time starter for him which is an interesting addition here henry q a horse that was uh in the southern derby uh thoughts here on bishops bay what do you think of him I don't think we've seen the best of him yet. And that's why I'm going to pick him in this race. Uh, he, he's been solid. I don't think he's been like just crazy good. Unbelievable yet. Um, he's supposed to be, they say he is uh, he's really a special cult. Uh, I, I think the stretch out is interesting here. Um, it's a good spot to try him. I think this is where you got to go with him. You got to try him here. He's one, two in a row. So this is the spot. Uh, look, I, I went with him on top. I'm not quite as sold on him as I was in the fifth race where I said, hey, I'm just singling and moving on. Here, I'll probably use a couple with him, but I am going to put Bishop Bay on top. I think he'll be tough in this spot if he can kind of keep progressing. Uh, he just looks a little green to me right now. Um, we'll see if he can kind of keep uh, kind of developing. Oh, sweet. As soon as I updated that to the, that race, the odds came out. So eight to five on Bishop's Bay. Um Nine to two on classic catch. Listen, I really like that exacta here. Um, I, I kind of, yeah. I, I like Bishop's Bay. And I think he's very good. Obviously, has the IB first mission to kind of boost himself uh, up on that debut. Of course, that was only going six furlongs stretched out. I'm, I'm slightly concerned about the distance um, with him. I know for a fact they don't want to go to the Belmont after this because of the distance limitations they're concerned about. Now, that could change, obviously, if he looks like he just pulls away and wins for fun. Um, but the plan, I don't, I'm concerned the distance maybe it might make the horse worse than he has been. But that said, I think he's very clearly the best horse of the race. I think he's a standout in the race. So I like Bishop's Bay here, but I think Classic Catch is, you know, with the Blinkers edition here. I think he's going to run a little bit better. You know, he's not going to be as far out of it. That would be the plan anyways. Gets Irad Ortiz back in the mount who won on the horse um, two back. So to me, a classic catch. Maybe even box him if you, you know, I'm not a huge boxing fan, but well, I do like boxing. I don't like boxing horses. Um, <laughs> I was like, I love boxing. <laughs> I love boxing. Um, or maybe you could, you know, like play a bigger value if, uh, on the other way, put the smaller value on classic catch over uh bishop's bay but i do think classic catch will, will he's like as far as the distance goes this will be perfect he's a horse that uh is, will i think will be kind of coming running late so i like those two i like that exacta but yeah i'm just gonna go with the class and you know it hasn't really you know hurt me so far the whole who his first mission ran against and if they're in another you know what was that horse uh quantarian quant yeah. whatever that you know on yeah. the undercard of the derby 
one was really nice. And, uh, you know, that the main reason I picked that horse was because he, he had ran against first mission basically. And, uh, so that, that to me is a nice little sign Bishop's Bay. So I'm gonna go Bishop's Bay to win this race here. It'd be interesting to see, um, how he runs and, and even more interesting to what they do afterwards. All right, let's go to race nine, the run happy stakes, grade three, 175 K for four year olds and up going six furlongs. Uh, not as, as exciting field, field of six lines up here. Halterman, where are you going? Yeah, I don't like this race very well. Um, I haven't really decided what I'm going to do as far as the pick five goes, but I have about a couple hours. I, I got to be on the magic Mike show today and recovering this. So I got to decide. So I haven't, I'm not quite sure yet, but tune in in three hours. I'll be live to tell you, but anyway, um, I went Candyman rocket on top. Uh, I, I do think this horse is going to bounce back. He had been running some really good races. Like he's always been eh, okay, like solid to maybe a little better than just solid, but he would really look good. And then it really kind of went south on him last time at Oakland. I'm just going to, I'm going to just draw a line through that. I think if like the good Candyman rocket shows up here, he's going to win. Um, so I think this is a small field. I think that'll help him too. I lean towards the four horse a little bit here in this spot with Candyman Rocket. I uh, don't know how deep I'm going to go yet though, but uh, this is not a fun race like the other two where it's like we got superstars maybe in this, you know, this is, is what it is, right? There you go. I just updated. The odds are out. You've got uh, seven to two on the four. Uh, I'm with, I, I thought we would get a better price on the morning line. So that's a little irritating the two. Out with the number two at five to two, your favorite, uh, Baron, Baron, I don't know. Um, the former, I can't say that now, the former trainer of Rich Strike. Sure. Uh, Reed gets, has, uh, trains this one. Irad Ortiz gets them out, which I thought was very interesting. This horse has been really fast. You know, it's got that whole like Laurel Parks, um, where the horse has been running now comes here, gets the, you know, gets Irad has the speed to me the horse has been working well so there's a big you know a lot of signs here that the horse uh is as good as advertised even going over to belmont park by the way one thing that was interesting this horse has ran twice back in 2021 at belmont park and ran awesome one by 10 one time uh going seven furlongs on a sloppy surface one uh, again prior to that at six furlongs on belmont so i like the fact the horse has some belmont um history and the horse at this distance has won five times in 10 starts including four seconds so if i ride gets the mount got to think the horse is gonna you know is doing well so give me number two uh how do you say that baron Berin. Berin. sure i don't know sure <laughs> that's <laughs> there you go that's my pick okay <laughs> did i have a friend on my feed over here yeah we we're trying to i was trying to unmute him because we were going to ask him some stuff but he was muted and i i couldn't tell him how to unmute himself obviously a a bug salesman that cruised up on a well, what do you think call those little things or like a, the they you could just lean forward you know and it goes you know like you stand up and you lean forward and whatever, whatever the things are called um moped no I don't know. Oh, uh, uh, hoverboard, like a yeah, kind of like one of those, but <laughs> it was like had like a little handle on it, and you know, super high techy, and like trying to trying to pitch me bug spray, 
and you know quarterly payments and monthly payments and it's just like dude like i can I, I got i got shit going on over here so hey coop you, the, come here we'll ask him well uh, you guys can ask him some questions if we hit, ask your question get your questions ready um and uh we will hoverboard segue uh, segue that's what it was rob come here okay yeah were you got trying you. to talk to the people earlier you're muted though so that they might have some questions for you. So I wanted you to to hang tight here and poopy. Okay. Poopy. Yep. yep. Okay. Yep. So, yep. Um, I gotcha. Hey, you what? I did my mama. <laughs> you what, your mama? Mama. mama always said. Can you say that one? Mama said. Say the rest of it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Life is like a box of chocolates. <laughs> he loves saying that. Um, all right. So if you have questions for him. I'll ask, we'll ask questions for you, okay? The boys were very concerned because I, you know, as soon as I, I saw them on Saturday, they said, did, did David Trice win? <laughs> no, he did well, not. Well, sit down, boys. I got to tell you something. <laughs> but unfortunately, another year I got to share it with you that, you know, just like Taba, Taba Trice. Um, Cooper, where did you put the green? Oh, right here. This is a the old course. This is my grandpa's hat. You know, oh, I love it. Yeah. It's Scotland. Yeah. Did he, did he have it on? Uh, he had it. I don't know that he ever put it on, no, but he did have it. Yep. Yeah. Um, all right. That's all the time we have, guys. Get that <laughs> one up here. Um, check us out at racing for our free picks and our premium selections on our products page. Click the gear racing dudes premium button at the menu at racingdudes.com to learn more. Um, speaking of, I don't, is the site? Yes, we're back. It's, it's so, running. Yes, when you were gone, it seemed to have it's back to its normal capacity. So sure. um it's still a little funky, but it's it, it went it, from it was back and it was really slow. It was back, it was kind of slow, it was back and it's working great, and now it's back and it's kind of between kind of slow and great. So something is definitely going on, but they do have it back where it's it's functional. You can go do whatever you want on it. Well, by the time, you know. Just, just hang with us. It will be. It, I guarantee you, what whatever is taking place with our de developers, it will be better, and the the ultimate product is going to be a million times better. So just just stay with us. If you're ever if you're ever going to start a website, okay, this is the number one piece of advice we can give you. Okay, get good oh. developers. Period. Yep. For years, we've had the we've we had bad ones and we finally got good ones and they make your life a lot easier because in the past if our website would crash they just get around to doing it whenever they wanted but now since we have good developers email them and within one second he emails back and they've been working on it ever since so but it is scary because these guys if it crashes or even if it gets slow like five minutes and it's usually fixed this has been over an hour so i am worried something serious might be going on with it so we'll see but it, it the one like you're saying like back in the day i mean we would have like you said we have to, we'd have to worry about it then you'd get quite like you'd be like they, they'd say well are you is something you you know they basically say like is something you did like no i didn't do anything like yeah. just fix it you know it's so you're like i don't know if it didn't maybe i did do something but it's not my job that's your job and so these guys we literally just you know we outsource everything and uh they host it you know it's all they have we have a dedicated server that they handle i don't even back in the day i had to handle the server i had to get the server myself i had to do everything and yeah. i figured like, that's another thing you figured out everything on the fly which is great 
But now it's like, I don't have time for that. And so you just literally say, hey, Derby's coming up. We need you to increase the speed of it. Boom, do that. Hey, lower it. Boom. Hey, the site's not working. Boom. This whatever. So yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's part it's it's through the cloud. I know the, as far as the server, but I don't know any specifics on it because I don't have to know anything right. any specifics about it. I know it works. Yeah, um, and the amount of time that our website is down is almost zero now. Now that we have good people, right? Yeah. Um, when the, when the when the website goes down, it's one of two things: a random act of just crazy weirdness today. I mean, this happens maybe once a year or so much traffic that we, we didn't, we couldn't have guessed would have come to the site. That's yeah. I mean, we, we've yeah. learned the lesson. If you, if you guys have you know, been around with us for long enough, you, you've, you know, some of the, you know, Derby, you know, breeders cup, those kind of days where the site might be performing a little slower than usual. And it's just, we weren't prepared for the, the high intake of people on the site and we weren't, yeah. you know, the, the site or the, the server got overloaded. We don't do that now. Obviously we're, a lot more pre, uh, you know, we're not reactive. We're, 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 we're prepared for it now, but oh, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Perhaps it's time for some technical analysis. Yeah. Good one. Um, all right guys. Uh, by the way, speaking of big days, the Preakness betting Bible is now available for pre-sale. The final version will come out next week, but go ahead and go ahead and get your hands on that Preakness betting Bible now available at racingdudes.com on the products page, Halterman and I's, Bets, uh, including everybody else's on the team, top four picks from the entire uh, card on Preakness Day at Pimlico, May 20th. You also get pick five, pick three, and daily daily double tickets from myself and Halterman. And you'll also uh, get that, uh, you know, betting instructions, exactly how to bet. And, you know, Halterman, hopefully, hopefully we can do a little better. It was bad. It's, it's, uh, it, that took uh, some time to get over. Let's put it that way. But uh, yeah, uh, probably two of the worst days of my life betting comes at the absolute god awful worst possible time. So yeah, not good, not good at all. But yeah, hopefully it'll be better for the Preakness. All you can do is just move on and uh, learn from it and go on. So Preakness coming up, and uh, we'll 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 head to head to Baltimore. The only thing that makes that worse is that it was also my two worst days of my betting betting career as well and yeah. it was insanity like how it worked that both of us had these terrible i mean we had i don't know how many bets listed between the two days total i mean i think i probably had you know in the ballpark of 15 or so uh, you may have had a little shy of that we combined combined for three cash tickets yep of those bets. I didn't, I, I was shut out Friday yeah. and I snuck in a chalky double on, on Saturday. And, and that's the other part too. That's tough is when we make these, like you got to have, you know, and obviously the Derby was a freaking mess with Forte and, you know, but it's like you, you kind of have to assume it's like, okay, what do I think the Cody's wish into whatever double will pay you know should i play it now that when you're playing it live maybe you're not if you see the wheel pays are six bucks or whatever you're like well that i'm not that's dumb i'm not gonna play or i'm gonna play it for more but when you're making the thing you kind of have to just guess and i definitely thought it'd be higher than that but <laughs> at that point i didn't care i was happy i cashed a ticket that's how yeah, bad it was. I, saturday night sunday 
even bled over into Monday. I, I, that was like the, my low point of from starting this way back in like 2013 to now, I was just like, that's doesn't get any worse. I was in a bad place, but uh, you know, the thing about it is with racing, you, you, especially with me, I've got to move on. Like, Sunday we had Belmont Sunday we had Gulfstream and it's you got to just move on and did hit a few things at Belmont well hit a lot Saturday hit a lot more uh, a few more things Sunday and so it's like I know I'm not losing it or something here like you know we're, we're having success everywhere else but to go through that on Derby Day it's it was really not a pleasant you know three or oh, four days trust me you know and that's that's what I want to make sure everyone like so, you know, and actually all things considered, the emails weren't as bad as I thought they would get be had a lot of positive emails as well from people. And I really appreciated that. But yes, you know, you talk about two low people. It was in Halford and I, I mean, we were afterwards, you know, talking and just like, we felt, you know, I was like, I would, I want to give like, you know, people don't really like, we're just like, not just throwing out this out. Like we're not only are we betting in ourselves, which sucks, but you're like, we take such great pride in, in helping people and, and doing well. And it's like, I, I wanted to give my own money to people just because I felt so bad about how bad it performed. And um, yeah, you're right. I, I had to really kind of unplug for the next couple of days and kind of reevaluate re my life. But, you know, it was just, you know, we all, I think we've all had those betting days where you just feel like you can't do anything wrong, you know, where yeah. horses break well and, and yeah. horses get the perfect trips and they get, they get to the wire and they get, they put their nose down just per, you know, it's like, you can't, this was one of those days that's the exact opposite. It was if a horse can miss a break, they missed a break. Extra nail misses the break. Boom. Can't hit that one. Um, the worst of the day on Saturday was when uh, uh, Goodnight Olive couldn't get up. I, I played that try. I played a, pretty much a cold try with her in second. All she needed to do was get second. I didn't even need her to win. How she didn't do that is like, oh, my gosh. There would have been so much made off that one. And you know, then you go even past the Derby with uh, Equivoke, the 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 pre yeah. the, uh, the the Pletcher horse. I was like, well, at least we got one of these. Nope, it just you never. You just felt like you were snake bit the whole day. It was just one of those days, and uh, like you said earlier, it was. It sucked that it happened of that day of all days. I hate it for everybody, and you know we had done so good with that. It, Listen, I still think the the betting Bible is the best thing we've done as a product, and, and it has shown the bluegrass and the Lexington and the Florida Derby is just they, they great. And to build that kind of momentum, and then that happen is just it just makes you want to throw up. I mean, it was just sick. And yeah, West Willpower. Yeah, dude, that, that was, was we should just we should just quit after that one because you look back now and you say, I. Yeah. I don't even want to talk about that one. Um, and, and, and I want to be very clear about West willpower and, and the, like, we have people, we know people we know. And it's like, not like Halterman. I liked West willpower. I think a lot of people did, but when the trainer of the horse of West willpower tells you this horse will not lose, do you kind of feel confident about it? And then like, that's, <laughs> well, that's when, you know, it, it just wasn't your week. Let me jump in because I know what people are thinking. Well, how dumb are you guys? The trainers always think that. Okay, here's the deal. We've been around a long time, right? We know what trainers are full of shit, and we know what trainers say that 
and they 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 believe it. I mean, they're not that they believe it, they, but it's true. That barn, we know what horses are going to fight. You look at our other Bibles, you can tell. Yeah, our intel in that barn is really strong. I handicapped it without knowing anything, and I said, "Oh, I think West Woodpire is going to be tough." And then we got info from that barn that he's not only going to be tough, he's going to be really tough. Like we love him more than we love any other entry that we have that two for those two days. And again, this is not like somebody like Lucas or Romans telling you that where it's like, yeah, whatever. No, this is stuff that we've had year after year after year that's come true. And of course on the biggest day, it doesn't, you know, and that's, that was the start of it. And, and, and I, that's blatantly honest right there. That's exactly what happened. I didn't play the horse just because of that. I, you know, I, I handicap, I always handicap at first, but you look back at like Squire Creek on, uh, on, on uh, uh, bluegrass day, look yep. back at first mission on the Lexington day, the same strategy that cash those big win bets or, or in your case doubles or whatever was the same strategy we used for West willpower. And it, again, the biggest day it blows up on you. So crazy well on that light you got to think we're due right so go get the preakness right <laughs> betting bible right now um i i will say this and i i think it, it you know obviously we're we're always focused but you're gonna get two guys best amount and most critical amount of detailed focus analysis for this guy because we want to do well <laughs> for the bible i'm gonna i yeah, yeah dude i'm not oh yeah, you are. No, I'm not. I'm going to do what I always do because what I always do is, I mean, that's that's why we're here. So I'm not changing anything. <laughs> this whole website is built on that. So I'm not I'm not going to overanalyze. I'm just going to do what I always do. It didn't work out. It's racing. Don't overreact. That's that's my, <laughs> I guess I'm telling you too, don't overreact to one bad day. <laughs> I just meant like, we're going to like, we're not just throwing it in after a terrible week. Like we're going to. Well, I've never gonna... thrown it in though ever well i mean so that, that doesn't thought, apply either <laughs> based off your picks in the derby i thought that's what you did so well that's I'll, according to some people yeah. <laughs> well a lot of people yeah or you know you're 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 given the wrong pick so you can bet the other ones so those that's been my favorite one that uh we gave all the bad picks so we could bet the other the real picks at better prices that's been my favorite yeah. which i which halterman told me we laughed about and then i said it's a pretty good idea like we maybe we, maybe we should do that. Yep. So, uh, all right, guys, that's all the time we have. Uh, make sure you follow us at, at Twitter on Twitter at Racing Dudes, Instagram, and Facebook. You can find all episodes of Blinkers Off uh, on our podcast page at RacingDudes.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, all the places you listen to podcasts. We are there. Uh, the website is back and humming. It looks like the Magic Mike Show. We'll be back later on this afternoon for the Belmont Park Saturday late pick five. So, of course, you won't get the analysis that we gave on those first two, but you will get that run happy stakes in there. So, see what they think of that as well. Um, Halterman, final thoughts as we head into Preakness week? Um, well, I, I think Belmont has been so good so far. I, I'm loving that it's back. They've got really great racing this week. So, I'm just going to enjoy Belmont. Let's all focus and have fun there. Churchill going as well, but uh, kind of bad taste in my mouth. We'll see if we can get that out of our mouths this week. So uh, a little fun week uh, ahead. And then, yeah, right back, all hands on deck for the Freakness. You like things in your mouth? 
or out of your mouth. So you said, what? <laughs> you said get it out, get that bad taste out of my mouth. A bad taste. Do you, do you like things? In, never mind. Uh, it was, it was a, it was a good attempt at a joke. Just swinging a miss. All right, guys. <laughs> All right, guys. I'm Jared Welch. He's Aaron Alterman. Cooper, I don't know where he's at. See you guys next time. com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. This has been a presentation of RacingDudes.com, your destination for all things horse racing and sports betting. Whether you want free winners, expert insider picks, up-to-the-minute trackside weather reports, or podcasts and videos for bettors of all skill levels, never make another wager without visiting the Racing Dudes 